This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Class. Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? And the crowd goes wild. I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I'm very good. And we're excited to be here every week at Saturday, 1 o'clock, keep you informed on commercial, residential, mortgages, any question you want to ask us, give me a call. I always answer my phone. It could be 499-267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number, Mark, is 609-605-7153. And we're just here to help, and we're the only real estate show in town. So... Tune in every week and you can listen to this past shows at goodnewsinrealestate.com and also at PHT's website. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have business tips with Dr. A. Hopefully. We have Mark's funny story. <laughs> Got one for you. And we have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Common mortgage questions to Ooh. ask. I might have a few of them. Um, no, only from the audience, not from right. you. Right. We also have our question and answer segment. Is there special home ownership grants or programs for single parents? Next question is, how much money will I have to come up with to buy a home? All of it. And what precisely can be claimed as a tax deduction when you buy a home? Is a good one. Did you hear my questions? Did you see my script? The next question is, if a walkthrough inspection reveals a problem, but I choose to go through the closing anyway, can I retain a percentage of the down payment or mortgage amount not to be paid until the repairs are made? Good question. All right. And Mark, our topic of the day, investors spent a record $63 billion to buy homes in the third quarter. Yep. Wow. All right. But first, give us your motivational quote. And I am highly motivated. Yay. We are built to conquer the environment, solve problems, achieve goals, and we find no real satisfaction or happiness in life without obstacles to conquer and goals to achieve. Because you know what? I found over my life and, and my business career and everything, 
it's always getting there. And once I get there, I get bored. And then I look for another one. You know, I just well, seems to always happen to me. It's always about the journey and not the destination. So that's right. It's like once it's running smooth, then I start getting antsy. Yeah. And the goal is to never get there because you always have to move the line. Once you get closer to it, you got to move I, it. I always do. Okay. All right, Mark. So, so we are up to the market report. And there is Frank's bell. Now, economy's <laughs> in good shape, man. I'm a little worried about this inflation, though. I mean, I'm really nervous about it. If they close that northern pipeline coming from Alaska to Canada to the upper states, you know, we're at 6.2% inflation. We could be at 12 real quick. Yep. So I'm nervous about that. But real estate is booming. It's really not having an effect on real estate. Nearly 40% of the properties considered in the country are equity-rich. Homeowners are striking gold in real estate. The percentage of finance homes that are equity-rich rich in the third quarter grew 40% up from 28% a year ago. That's a lot of that's a lot of tied-up cash. That's a lot of tied-up cash. So a home is considered equity-rich when its combined estimated amount of the loan Balances on the property is no more than 50% of the estimated market value. So homeowners across the United States can sit back with a smile yet again in the third quarter and watch their balance sheets grow as soaring home prices push their equity levels even higher. And that's going to continue to happen. So for sure, there's some uncertainty that lies ahead. And I'm hoping uh, HR, whatever number it is, now that... uh, the infrastructure bill was passed, which is good news because everybody on all sides of the media were saying only 15 to 20 percent of it is going to infrastructure. Actually, did some research and listened to one Republican congressperson, and she explained that whole bill, and there's no social programs in that bill. But it is true. Only 15% of that bill is going to bridges and roads. Right. But the rest of it's going to the power grid, seawalls. It's all infrastructure. So that means the giant tax bill they want for $1.3 trillion or something is all the taxes and the death tax and the capital gains tax and the business tax. They are going to have a hard time passing that baby. So that is good news. So back to real estate. But that's all going to affect real estate. Sure. So broken broken down by Metro, places with the highest share of mortgage properties with equity rich in the third quarter, Austin, Texas, 66.9% of the properties are equity rich. Boise, Idaho, 667 San Jose, California, 658 uh, Ogden, Utah. I've never even heard of Ogden, Utah. 62.8%. In Spokane, Washington, <laughs> where it rains like four times a week. <laughs> 62.6. So while equity increases the number of properties that are underwater with those combined estimated loan balances of at least 25% or more, all those people, all that stuff is starting to shrink. And that's why there's not going to be a ton of foreclosures and there's not going to be a ton of evictions. 
Yeah, the foreclosure rate in the United States right now is running around 1.9%. A normal foreclosure rate is 3 to 4%. So all the doom and gloomers out there worried about all these foreclosures coming on the market, it's not going to happen. And no, and 3 to 5% of people are going to get evicted. And that's normal market. It is not the normal 12, market. Agreed. Not 14%. So stop watching the news. Watch the history channel but there's realtors mark there's realtors out there that are telling people you know that that wave is coming yeah the doom and gloomers and every time i see them on facebook i blast them and i i say a big bs and then i tell them what the reality is and they don't dig it because they're trying just trying to scare people like the media i mean it's so hard to watch the news anymore i hate them i hate them I hate them. All right. You watch it. Watch it. You know what? Watch something good for you. Watch the life of animals. It's a great show. You'll feel good. You'll well, smile and you know all what the else? Just, somebody texted me today, letting me know that um, Napoleon Hill has thirteen segments on Netflix, and it's actually him doing it. Napoleon Hill wrote "Think and Grow Rich." So, if everybody uh. wants to get on an upward positive page, go to Netflix. And instead of watching, you know, Squid or whatever that's, that Korean show is where everybody's killing everybody, let's listen to Napoleon Hill. I'm watching Yellowstone and uh, American Russ. I just started watching Yellowstone. But yeah. speaking of good things, Mark, the rates are... Yeah, tell are us about the good things. The rates are still phenomenal. It is still not too late to refinance. 30-year fixed, anywhere from 2875 to 3%. Your 15-year fixed is 2.35. Your FHA is 2.875. Depends on the day, 3%. Um, but again, holiday season is coming up. This is a perfect time to start your refinance, pay down those credit cards, maybe even skip a payment. So when you do go Christmas shopping, That'd you're be not- nice to skip a payment. I might be in, in a good spot here. All right, we're not even talking about your refinance, all right? We're not doing it. But anyway. Yeah, two months. <laughs> it's possible. Hey, if, if you we, don't ask the answers. If we close in the beginning of December, you can skip de- You can skip December. You can skip January. First payment made in February. But make sure I get a big gift. All right, very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive all the time, no matter what. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Hey, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So we're at the end. So Mark, we are up to your funny story. I got one for you. So this guy receives the following text from his neighbor. He goes, I'm so sorry, Bob. I've been riddled with guilt, and I have to confess. I've been helping myself to your wife day and night when you're not around. In fact, more than you. I do not get in at home, but I don't, I'm not getting in at home, so there's no, that's no excuse. He says, I can no longer live with the guilt. I hope you will accept my sincerest apology with my promise that I won't ever ever let it happen again bob i'm in complete shock i didn't know what to do a 
few minutes later, a second text came in and said, damn, spells check? I meant Wi-Fi. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why I tell people texting's the most dangerous way to communicate. Oh, that's terrible. All you got to do is read a text wrong and you're in a fight. Oh, my God. Right, because and they, and they don't understand what the context is or... If you're I laughing, a, LOL that's just right. means nothing I taught anymore. a class Saturday, and I told them the best way to communicate with people is face-to-face. Yeah. Second is on the phone. Third is email. And the most dangerous is text. <laughs> because if they read it wrong, you're in trouble. You know how and many, that's a good, you know how many that's times? That's a good example. Yeah. I've gotten an email, or I should say a text message, where people were with autocorrect. And, I mean, at least once or twice right. a day. At least. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yep. So now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment, and her topic from Green Tree Mortgage is common mortgage questions. So, Mark, I thought it would be a good time to be able to go over some questions with people, because sure. obviously we get them all the time. Um, and the one of the things that we talk about is, you know, people are afraid to ask certain questions. And when you're dealing with your um, your lender, right. the one of the things that you absolutely <laughs> want to have is a relationship. You want to have the trust and confidence with them so that you can ask them because this is one of the most, this is one of the biggest financial purchases that you're ever going to make, right? So you want to have right. all your questions answered. I just went through a, a client last week. She, she was in a panic. She didn't know if she was making the right decision what about the market? What about the interest rate? And I told her to breathe. Let's go through the process so that you understand it from step by step and, and tell me your concerns. Now, one of the questions, the number one question that somebody should be asking is, which type of mortgage is best for me? This question is going to help you determine whether you're talking to somebody that's just a producer, a salesperson, or actually a qualified advisor. And that's what I am, a qualified advisor. Because when you ask what your options are, you want to go over each loan and discuss it with the client. So number one, they can make the determination of what's going to be best for them. But also, I can tell you the pros and cons for each scenario based on their particular situation. Right. The next question is, how much down payment will I need? Now, Every lender, How much you got? every lender except for me, 20% down is ideal. And it's not ideal because if you I... can get into a, to a home with as little money out of your pocket, you're still comfortable with the payment, it's a win-win. So right. as we always talk about, 20% is not always required. Qualified buyers can find mortgages with as little as 3% down, sometimes even no down payment. Again, there are considerations for every down payment option. So the best lender, which is me, of course, will take yes. the time to walk you through those choices. You are so shy. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is, do I qualify? This is number three. Do I qualify for any down payment assistant programs? And if you really want to size up the mortgage lender's value, this question will do it all. If you get a chuckle or a groan in their response, it's time to move on. 
So lenders with knowledge of local, state, and national down payment assistance programs will help navigate you through the process and let you know if you're qualified or not. Sometimes those down payment assistance programs are not for anyone. Not anyone, everyone. No. So the next number four is what is my interest rate? It's the first question everybody asks. And you've probably already planned to ask this question, but it's the one benchmark we all understand or actually do we. So lenders can move the needle on your mortgage interest rate in a number of different ways, but it has to do with your interest rate. It has to do with how much you're putting down. It has to do with what your credit score is. So it's also very important to know what your annual percentage rate is, which gets into um, question number five. Now that you have an idea of what your payment rate will be, it's time to find out what your annual percentage rate is, and that's the APR. And the difference between the two is the APR incorporates all of the fees in the loan. Right. Right. So if somebody's charging a discount point um, or any origination fees, that APR is going to be higher. Now, don't get me wrong. At the closing table, this is very confusing for buyers because they see that number and they say, oh, that's not the rate they told me. Right. I said, yeah, but that's the rate over time with everything included. Correct. Correct. That's the simple way to explain that. Yep. And you can always decide to pay discount points, which are extra fees you pay up front to lower your interest rate. Right. So when you have a zero discount point in the APR, you can see how low the APR is based based on the payment rate as well. All right, next question is, are you doing a hard credit check on me today? That's what you want to ask them. No, I want a soft one. <laughs> soft and easy. It's always good to know when the lender is going to perform a hard credit check. And it's called a hard inquiry. And that type of payment history shows up on your credit report it stays on there for 120 days. So you want to make sure when you're shopping around that you do it all within a two period, um, two week period. Next, right. next within question. Two weeks. I'm sorry. Within two weeks, you got to do it. <laughs> within two weeks. The next question is, do you charge for an interest rate lock? Once you've decided on your lender, which should be me. You may want to lock in your interest rate at some point. And the only way that you can do that is if you're under contract. So you have to have a contract that's fully executed. You have to have a property that you're looking to purchase. And at that point, you can lock in the interest rate. But again, you need to talk to the loan officer to determine if it's a good time to do it or not. Right. Now, And it's the best time ever to do something. It's always the best time. Now, when's the best time to buy? Yesterday. (laughs) There's a couple more questions, Mark, that we have, um, but we're kind of running out of time. So I'm going to save them for the next segment because the next six are extremely important. So I'm just going to continue that into next week. But in the meantime, if anybody has any questions relating to their loan um, or their interest rate or actually anything that has to do with the loan itself, feel free to reach out to me. My number is 609 605-7153. Very good. All right. I I was talking to a bunch of students on Saturday. I 
I went real long because I had a couple coffees. They all were 20%. Of course. no clue on interest rates. Usual. Yep. So, all that right, was good. Well, coming up next, Mark, is going to be our question and answer segment. Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive, all the time. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. So where are we at, Dan? So, Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. Very good. So what's the first one? The first question is, are there special home ownership grants or programs for single parents? Single parents. I'm not sure about that, are there? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. But, just first-time homebuyer programs. Uh, yeah, there's yep, uh, first-time homebuyer programs, and it depends on the county that you live in, depends on what your income is. Um, so a single parent would qualify, or I should say could qualify, for some homeownership grants. But for single parents, I'm not familiar with that one, honestly. No, I never heard of anything for a single parent. Right. You know, just... First-time homebuyers, that's it. Right. All right, All question number two. One? How much money will I have to come up with to buy a home? It all depends on the cost, 3% down, plus closing costs. I usually tell them, like, you know, it's according to what the price of that property is. A couple hundred thousand dollar house, what they might need, like, what, five to eight grand? Well, it depends on what the real estate taxes are, too, because... Yeah, taxes. And are you in Philly? Are you out of Philly? You have a transfer tax. So right. anywhere from 4 to 6% of the sale price is a good number. And again, it depends yeah, on what, what the taxes are. If you're in Northeast Philadelphia and your taxes are, you know, 1200 3, Well, I was going to say $1,200 a year, but you got a, you know, a 2.139% transfer tax versus if you yeah. go out to Bucks County and you're at, you know... $7,500 and you only have a 1% transfer tax. I mean, it, it depends. You really need to get like a closing in my cost house, estimate. In Fox Chase, I could ride, you know, a good one iron <laughs> or one wood <laughs> and uh, my taxes go from 3400 to fourteen grand. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, cross that pillar. Welcome to Montgomery County. Right. <laughs> it's like... Uh, it's all determined on that. But I usually give a ballpark 3 to 4% of the purchase price plus real estate taxes, right. which is by township and everything else. Right. You know, it's 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 not that... It's not that cut and dry. you got to have an yeah. area to look yeah, at. Yeah, it's an estimate. Right, it's not cut and dry. All right, question number three. What right. precisely can be claimed as a tax deduction when you buy a home? <laughs> Well, I'm not an, I'm I'm not not an accountant, either, but I mean, like you're going to write off all your interest, yeah. your interest on your payments, uh, your closing costs, your first yep. year, right? You get to write all that off. Uh, maybe if you did some repairs, you had to put a new roof on for 16 grand. Uh, maybe that you might be able to write some of that off. I mean, uh, the best thing to do, Mark, is what I tell everyone is just, you know, if you're... If you're doing your taxes yourself, 
there's and you go to HR, you do all those, you know, TurboTax. There's going to be a box that you're going to check. Did you buy a home this year? And just fill that out. Right. Take the closing disclosure that we give you from settlement and answer those questions. If you um, are using an accountant, then just make sure you give them that closing disclosure along with the Alta, which is a breakdown. It's a balance sheet of the entire transaction and your accountant will be able to do those deductions for you. Again, I tell her, I tell everybody they should not do. Everybody should have an account. Agreed. Do their taxes. Uh, even even if you are W two and work for a company, you you probably still miss deductions that an accountant would pick up, and they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg for uh, a right. typical tax return. If you own a business, you should definitely hire an accountant because you know what. Whatever you're good at, the business, I told the students this Saturday, uh, I said, you know, you're not an accountant. Are you an accountant? No. So if you're not an accountant, right. don't be doing taxes. You know, dentistry by owner? <laughs> eh. You know, it's like, uh, I don't do things right. that I'm not good at. Wait, That's why wait. I have a bookkeeper, wait, wait, I have wait. an accountant. Is there things you're not good at? Oh, yeah. All the 80% <laughs> I am terrible at. And I avoid it like a heart attack. And it's like, why would I do my own taxes? Like, first of all, that would I probably not survive right. getting through right. it. <laughs> I probably sure I would give up. I could never do a tax return. We don't. When I get to my thing back from Don Devlin, the greatest accountant. tax accountant in the world, and I get that blue folder that's about a I half inch it. thick, you know, with a year on it, yep. and I stick it in the drawer. I'm good. I am good. Whatever that cost, it was worth it. Plus, right. I'm writing that off. <laughs> exactly. I'm actually writing him off. So you hear that, Don Devlin? I'm writing you off. In a loving way. All right. Next question. In a loving way. Charge me more, I'll write you off more. All right. Question number four. If a walkthrough inspection reveals a problem, but I choose to go through the closing anyway, can I retain a percentage of the down payment or mortgage amount not to be paid until the repairs are are made. And this is usually how it works. Like uh, uh, if you have a, if I got a listing where I, well, I got, I got the buyer and the buyer, the seller was supposed to do something. And in this market, the contractor got jammed up, didn't get there in time. It's still not done. They want to go to settlement. Oh, we'll do it. We'll do it. I know you're going to do it. And I believe you. And I, take most people 90% of the population 98% of the population are good people I think people are good at heart not like the media believes they probably will do it but to be safe we put a certain amount of money aside to the repairs are done then we give it back to them yeah you just got to be careful with, with what the repair is Mark because if you escrow that and it goes on the closing disclosure like let's say it's a roof or it's electrical or it's water and you have an FHA loan, they're not going to escrow for it. The repairs need to be made prior to um, or it yeah. just becomes a seller concession because then you're coming into you're inspections. You're going to be extending settlement. Yeah. If you are waiting for a roofer to, that has to have, you got to have this roof done in two weeks. They are so busy. Well, we had a guy on the show, remember? Yeah. He, he was on our show for three months running commercials. He had so much business, he dropped running commercials. Yep. Which I 
didn't understand that one because I would have just hired more people. But, you know, I actually talked to him not too long ago and he was overwhelmed. Yeah. So if you got like a major plumbing problem, like uh, your lateral broke or something, the chances of getting a plumber out there next week to get this done, he's probably got a mile long list of people he's got to do or a tree removed. Yeah. Yeah. We got. All right. You got any more? Uh, last question is I bought the house before we got married. It's mine, right? No, it's mine. If I'm the man, I hear that new commercial on, on 1210 all the time. <laughs> and, I, and he says, gentlemen, you have rights too. Do not move out. Do not move out. <laughs> she does not get in the lifeboat first. Those days are over. Oh, my God. I got to email the producer, see if we can cut you off right now. <laughs> They want it. They want it. Equalization. There you go, baby. <laughs> All right, coming Pack up. Pack your bags. You're out of here. All right, we're gonna delete that last question. But <laughs> and coming up next is our topic of the day. Investors spent a record sixty-three billion to buy homes in the third quarter. Sixty-three with a B. With a B. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. Right back. Good news in real estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So where are we at, the end? So, Mark, we are up to the topic of the day, which is investors spent a record $63 billion to buy homes in the third quarter. In the third quarter. $63 billion in the third quarter. In total, they acquired 90,215 homes, and eighty. that's an 80.2% increase year over year. Wait, now, wait, 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 you- wait, 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 wait. 80, right, 80%. 80.2% increase year over year. So why would you want to screw with this economy and do tax increases when this kind of activity is going on? Yeah, that's just... Real estate investors spent a record $63.6 billion to purchase homes in the third quarter, up 78% from a year before. With intense housing shortage fueling their returns, according to Redfin, we published... That's this report was just from like Monday. The total investors acquired 90,215 homes in the third quarter, an 80.2% increase over the year. A senior economist said that increasing home prices had created the opportunity for investors to reap big profits. So that's why they're doing this. Those same factors have pushed more Americans to rent, which also creates opportunities for investors. In September, the median home sales price increased 13.9% from last year. Meanwhile, the average rent rose 10.7% in the same period. Now, the average rent, the students were shocked when I told them this Saturday. They, I asked them what the average rent was for a one-bedroom citywide in Philadelphia. And they were all saying 800 900 No way. There was a couple set of 1000 When I told them 1500 they yeah. were like in shock. They were like, yeah, but there's neighborhoods you can get one for 800 I said, yeah, this is citywide. <laughs> and that went up 10.7% in one year. So what's 10% of 1500 bucks? Are you good at math? 
No, I'm I'm in the mortgage business. Yeah, you're not an accountant. <laughs> so anyway, that's the fastest growing in the last two years. According to report, it has been challenging for many individual buyers to compete with cash risk investors. Now, there's good at the end of this. In the third quarter, investors purchased more than three quarters of the homes with all cash because they have money. But the expectation is that situation may be better for non-investor home buyers as the housing market starts to cool down. Bidding words are on the decline, they're saying, if the home price growth continues to ease. And because they're building faster, it's going to take till the end of 22 into 23, I think. In total, real estate investors represent only 18.2% of the U.S. homes purchased. Now, that's if, the good news. Yeah, but if you think about only 18.2% That's the are big in, guys. That's yeah. the big guys. All right. There are only 18.2% of the purchased homes in the third quarter, seven basis points higher than a year ago. But their increased share to 32% in like Atlanta, 31% in Phoenix, like certain cities where they're really heavily investing. Philly's one of them. Right represented they represented just five percent of the homes sold in that third quarter the typical home that real estate investors purchased in the third quarter cost four hundred thirty-eight thousand, five point three percent higher than a year before a single family home represented 74.4 percent of the total followed by condos co-ops townhouses and multifamilies which was only 3.4 percent Reports report also shows that 65.2% of the houses investors bought had heat risk, 64.3%, storm risk had 27%, drought risk. So they buy houses in areas with a little more risk. Though there's been a, a hand-wringing over the impact of these institutional investors, the big players, right. well, buying out, in the but... housing market like Zillow was getting into it and all that. It's the institutional, here's the good news. Institutional investors, these large companies, only own roughly 2% of U.S. single-family homes in the United States. The vast majority are rentals. Historically, high housing prices and large down payments required are forcing people more to rent. That's why rentals up. Rent in Philadelphia is, what, 48% now? And rent prices are up, which... Uh, has led to depopic investors building single-family homes as rentals. Close to 100,000 built-to-rent homes have been started construction this year. So in the reality, this is another one of the big myths, that like these giant companies that are buying these properties and flipping them or renting them, there are only a couple percentage points of the total. Most are mom and pops. They own a couple, one or two or three. That's the majority. That's America. That's why we're such a great country, man. Agreed. Why tinker Agreed. with what's not broke? Really? You know, if you if call your congressman and your Senate and vote, like, tell them to vote against this bill coming up and save yeah, the country. It's going to be, it's gonna be a major mess problem. mess with something that's not broken. It's ticking me off. Yeah, it's tax. All it's right. an unbelievable right. amount nope. of tax increases. No rant. Largest ever. No this, rant. This build back better. Build back better is a bad move. 
All right, Mark. So we are up to our business segment with Dr. A and our topic today, how teams help with turnover. Part two. Very good. Dr. Abelson, I was bragging about you Saturday. Well, thanks. I was telling people, I do, I, I tell these students about you and how you are the guy in the country to keep companies from having turnover and getting the most out of their employees. So your topic today is part two, and so you started. Absolutely. I got questions. Well, one of the one of the neatest things about teams that, that is really looked at is because you have a team, it actually, if it's a well-functioning team, it will actually decrease turnover. And, and, and the reason for that is people specialize in the area that they're really good at. And when they specialize in an area that they're really good at, they like to do it. It's satisfying for them. They're usually fairly successful with it. So what happens is they feel really good about working. On top of that, if it's a well-managed team, people can take off more often, or if there is a need to take off for illness or family illness or family emergency or things like that, it, there's much easier, it's much easier to do that because you have other people covering for you. If you're working by yourself or you just have yourself an assistant uh, and there's something professional that has to be done and you're the only professional that can handle it, you're limited. With a team, that's not the no case about because it. there's the possibility for cross-training and people being able to help you out when you can't you be know what? Nine, in, in our industry, real estate, 90% of the agents in the country do not have an assistant. And your best agents have assistants. No doubt about it. And obviously. But the other, thing, the other thing to keep in mind is a lot of people don't realize this, but you don't have to hire an agent for 40 no. hours a week. I mean, there so, are there are assistants that you can hire for that that actually live in the Philippines, uh, or you can assistants. work with another agent or two, right? And you 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 have a person you know work between two or three or four That's different right. agents. There's all kinds of ways for ten or twenty That's hours. That's the a first week. question. One because uh, I still coach brokers, agents, offices, and if I an agent calls me up and says. I need help to hire an assistant. The first question they ask me is, how much do I got to pay them? Which is not the most important question. I say 12, 15 bucks an hour, and that's when their their real estate agents are good at math. So if I said 12 bucks, then they do the math. 52, uh, 40 hours times 52, 24 grand. I get it for 24 grand. I'm like, we're not writing a check. Maybe we hire somebody 10 to 15 hours a week to do your 80%. How much is that at $15 an hour? You know, 10 hours is only $150. Maybe there's an agent in your office that has an assistant that would like an extra 10 hours a week. There's lots of ways to solve that problem. But 90%... Or maybe there's an agent in your office that's not very productive and would be better ser served as, as an assistant or, or, because they're not making any money as a real estate on agent. somebody's team that already has an assistant. Right. And now they have brand new agent right. and, and they have an assistant now to gate. I, I, I go over this all the time, and, and I'm telling you, the culture part of it, too, is really Im important, too. Like, Deanne's got a team. Like, she screwed up a couple of years ago. Remember, uh, you hired that guy. Oh, he's, I love him. He's so good. He's so good. Uh, there's not a day yeah, I, that doesn't go Mark by. Mark any excuse to, 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 to remind well, us of the story, so then, so then I, she know? sends me the disc. Yeah. And there's Mr. I. There's Mr. I. I said, 
What's Mr. I going to be doing here? Oh, well, he's going to help me with my admin, but he's also going to generate business. I was like, this is not going to work. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And then eight months later, we're in a studio, and she's tapping her fingers on a table. I'm like, what's up? She goes, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I said, it's all your fault. <laughs> all right. Well, next time, let's come back and let's look at it again. And if... If there are people who, I don't know if people actually email you, Mark, this would be a really well, good, good, good thing to ask about because there's so many different dynamics of this. So if people want to get a hold of us. I'm sorry I went off on a rant there, but you know, but that was a good example. If people want to get a hold of us, it's really easy. Just contact me at dr period a at ableson.net, A-B-E-L-S-O-N, or just go to our website and learn all kinds of neat stuff. You don't even have to contact us at ableson.net. Dr. Abelson is the guy in the country to contact if you don't want turnover in your company. Very good, doctor. All right. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029-at-comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at comcast.net or give me a call 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners and sponsors for keeping us on the air for 12 years. And here at Talk Radio 1210, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. All positive. All positive. All the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.